Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. <laughs> The Catholic Marriage Podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 93rd episode, the Holy Lovers series continues, How to Save My Marriage When My Wife Has Given Up, 33 Gifts That Will Satisfy Her Forever. Today, we uncover gift number 11, plus your live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in the queue, 313-RADICAL, 313-723-4225, or you can call in from your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical1. Don't wait. Get in the queue now for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So we have the quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, true manhood submits to the truth no matter how hard it is. End quote. Father Chad Ripperker, exorcist, PhD, speech, how 
to raise a man. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Alright, alright, so let's get to it. The radical rant, the Catholic Alpha Radical rant of the day basically it states how to save your marriage when your wife has given up. And today we talk about how not to take your wife for granted. Oh my goodness. Oh, the killer of all marriages. The killer of all marriages. <laughs> so why do we take our wife for granted? You know, why do we not give her what she needs? Why do we look up one day and we're not really even talking? Um, why do we take other, every put everything above our marriage and our wife? Everything else always seems the greatest problem than the current problem in our house. Um, why do we take God for granted, which is even a bigger thing? Why do we take God for granted? Why do we neglect God? and not worship him the way he deserves because he is the creator. And then when something goes wrong, we fill the churches or we ask God to please have mercy and to save me when we didn't care about God or we didn't serve him. Why do we, why do we do that? Um, why do we allow our pride to get in the way of taking action to really fix ourselves when our marriage is in trouble? Why do we take our marriage and wife for granted so much that when things go wrong and we, we basically see the problem or we, we feel there is a problem or we have instincts that there's something wrong, but our pride just won't let us take action. Procrastination. Why? Uh, why do we expect our wife to fix herself first before we even consider that the problem just may be us? Maybe it is. Maybe it is your wife. Maybe it's her. Maybe it is you. Most of us, do we even look in the mirror and say, you know, what could I have done better? What, what, in that situation, we got an argument. What could I have done better in that situation? Okay. Why do we, uh, why do we continually place our marriage on the back burner in lieu of other so-called more important problems? This is huge. This is huge. And we're going to go into that uh, a little bit later, but this is a huge one. I'm going to read that one again because it's so important that you as a husband understand what I just said. Why do we continually place our marriage on the back burner in lieu of other so-called more important problems? Boy, I could talk about that for a year. <laughs> in the end, we must wait until our marriage has in uh, degraded so far that it almost becomes unrepairable. In the end, why do we wait so much and wait so long until the marriage has degraded so far and becomes almost unrepairable? In our last series, today we're going to cover these things. Um, and in our last series, we did a lot of things that to talk about how to understand when your wife may want a divorce. And those things are very true. They work day in and day out. They keep me out of divorce court. <laughs> They sure do, you know, but now in the Holy Lover series, which is what is a Holy Lover? 
you becoming the man God created you to be. Believe it or not, you are here for a purpose. And you becoming the husband your wife needs. Oh, boy, how do we do that one? That's hard, tough one. They don't even tell us, right? They don't even tell us. So in this series, the Holy Lover series, you know, we 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 talk uh, we talk about philosophies that I've created that help us to to create a great marriage if we embrace it and listen. Um, but the thing we're going to talk about today, pride and procrastination, um, and not taking action, those things, man, those will those won't help you do nothing with those things. Those will just keep you. You'll be looking, you know. Um, I got guys all the time. They, they they come to me looking and looking and looking, and then I, I can help them, but they go look some more. And then they look some more. Then they look some more. You know, when will the looking stop and the action begin? Um, that's my question. Um, so we must, we just, most of us men, we just refuse to listen. And 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 I wish that we weren't like that. The, problem, the thing with men is once, and, 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 and we can testify to this, a lot of us can, when we think we know something, there's basically nothing but the power of God, and sometimes even that, that can change our mind. Listen, I know that, <laughs> right? I know that, and ain't nothing you could do to change that, right? And so that's kind of how we let allow Satan to get in between us and our wife. Um, and when we do listen... We've avoided the problem for so long that we find ourselves in what the church calls marriage crisis. And marriage crisis is what? Divorce, separation, no intimacy, arguing constantly, uh, fighting, debating, all these things um, that cause a marriage to degrade very fast and over years and decades. But in this series, I give you hope. In the Holy Lover series, I try to give you hope that, you know, a lot of times, I, you know, as a as a marriage coach, I have to break you down. I have to talk about the negative, so that so that a man can understand where he is in the cosmos. Um, if I just tell a man how great he is and how wonderful he is, and you know what, it's nothing's really your fault. It's really not. It's, it's everybody else, and so that's what everybody else tells me. That's what everybody else in the world tells you. You know, love people only love you that tell you the truth. Those are the ones that love you. That's why God loves you. Because he allows pain in your life when you don't listen. Um, and then then when the pain comes, then hopefully you'll listen, you know, and that's kind of how it is. Um, the thing about being a holy lover is I'm not going to lie. You can't do it on your own. Why did I come up with the holy lover? I came up with the holy lover because I needed some kind of metric, some kind of metric and goal that I had to create for myself to be, you know, to understand like where, you know, where am I going? Where's my goal in my marriage? Um, and those, it's only two short little statements, two short little statements that are simple, but they are very hard. Um, but you must have a goal to, to reach for. And understanding the man that God created me to be was very difficult. And I'm still going through that journey, right? Understanding the, the man, the husband that my wife needs, that's a daily, that's something daily that I must analyze daily. And that's the problem with thinking we know it all when we don't know it all about somebody or something. When we close our mind off like that, that's what Satan did, right? He wouldn't listen to God trying to tell him, look, man, this is what's best for the universe, not just what's best for you. But Satan couldn't hear it. Lucifer couldn't hear it. He just couldn't. He closed his mind off. So God said, well, hey, no problem, dude. There you go. You do what you want to do, right? Um, 
the more um, I would ask, you know, another thing in this series I would like to to, to get over is, 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 is for guys stop making excuses. You know, I hear it. I, I just to me, I just get tired of it every day, every day. It's an excuse. I excuse of why I can't save my marriage, an excuse of why I can't do this, or why I can't love the woman right, or why you know I got to go do this. I got to go. This 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 is more important than my marriage. I can't count the number of men who have the gall to sit in front of me, crying and whining, and then they you know they give you if it's all the excuses of why they are unable to fix the most or why they won't fix the most important relationship in their life. Because the, one of the problems is, man, the church and the government has gotten the business. The church has stopped preaching on marriage for the most part. And then the government doesn't care about marriage anymore. So everybody feels they have a way out. Like if I can't get her to listen, I'll just go do, I'll just go say, you know, say screw her and I'll just move on with my life. Or I'll just, I won't even try. Look, she messed around on me. Hey, I don't, I don't, you know, forgetting all the stuff that I did wrong, right? I'm not talking, you know, I'm forgetting down. But what she did is worse than what I did. That's not really true. It's not really true. Maybe what she did is worse than what you did, but a lot of stuff that you do led up to her doing the worst thing that she did. But most most people can't see that. Most people can't see that. So it's important that we now stop the excuses. No more. No more. When you stand before God in the particular judgment before Christ as he comes back from the east and you stand before him, you can't give excuses, man. Excuses over. Excuse time is over. So you might as well get used to getting it done now. If you were at your job and you made a million dollars a year and your your, your, your boss said, hey, man, you, you got to get this done. Ain't no excuses. Guess what you do? You get it done because you ain't trying to lose a million dollars a year. I told somebody the other day, well, I can't, I can't get to daily mass. I can't get to daily mass. You're just 30 minutes away. That's an hour out of my day. That's an hour and a half out of my day. I said, oh, really? I said, I bet if that church had a million dollars sitting in it and it was all yours, I bet you you'd be there in 20, I bet you'd be there in 15 minutes trying to get that money in that church to go to daily mass then. One thing I've learned is that men do and women do what they want to do. When people start giving excuses, that just means they don't want to do it. It's simple. It's real simple. You know, and if 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 anybody, if a marriage coach is worth his weight in salt, he is not going to allow anybody to do that because excuses never done anything. Excuses never accomplished anything but misery. And as a man, that time is over. That stuff is over, man. My wife has asked for a divorce, man. My wife has walked out, do it, take the kids, man. My wife has cleaned out my accounts. My wife has more support, 10 times more support than I do. I've got to learn to deal with a woman, man. You got We got to learn to deal with a woman. Here's the thing, man. Here's another thing why you don't go get another woman. This is why you don't do it. Because... You're going to go get another woman and then everything's going to be great at first. And then you take you with you and she took her with her. So the same stuff's going to happen again, man. The same stuff's going to happen. You've got to learn how to please every woman. 
You've got to learn how to be the man that God is calling you to be and the husband that your wife needs so that you can learn. So if you, for some reason, you do have to get an annulment, that you don't go to the next relationship and screw that one up too. Because we will. We will. We will mess that one up too after two years or six months or five years or 20 years. We will. We will. No one, we have to begin the process of cleansing ourselves, our souls for purity and looking at ourselves like, what can I do to make this better, to make myself better so that my wife will actually want to love me again and be around me and have good and fun with me, where my kids will actually want to communicate with me and be around me and have fun with me and let me be their father, even as adults. I'm saying, man, this is hard. This stuff is hard. It really is hard. But the payoff, the pay, see, I talk about that part, but the payoff is astronomical. The payoff is astronomical. We've got to suffer and sacrifice and do penance for what we want. And once you do, and you on the road. And you start to God open. God gives you more and more and more until you can't take no more. And then that is when your life becomes abundant. It really does. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to ask you, man, it's time to get in warrior mode. And warrior mode is put up, pick up your shield, put your sword in the sheet, you know, and, and, and put your armor on, man, and go get your wife back from Satan. Because he's got it up in that tower up there, and you got to go get her. Because a lot of women, man, when they get in this mode and they get menopause, they get all emotional and stuff, they don't make decisions that are naturally best for everybody, for the family. That's what you're there for. That's what you're there for. Women are going to make an emotional decision. They can't help it. Even when the most logical women, when it comes down to it, they will make an emotional decision if it has to do with their happiness or whatever. They will. They don't really mean to, but that's how they're wired. That's why men today, we have to make sure and protect our wives from themselves. Like right now, if if, if my wife told me, look, I'm leaving, I want a divorce, I'd be like, well, okay, I, I understand that, you know, but what's going on? Why? You know, first of all, guys, I'm going to let you know, I try my best not to ever have that question put to me. I want a divorce my wife. I, I That's why I stay on my game. I stay on my job because I don't want that. I don't want that. I've had that question. I've had that statement once in my life and I don't ever want it again. Uh, uh, and what you, in order to stop that from your wife from saying, I want a divorce, what you have to do is you have to be on your game every day. You got to be on your game. And if you get off your game, what happens is when you get off your game, you go, oh, I got a call. Nice. Um, once you get off your game, then what will happen is you will start to do it all the time and get in the habit of getting off your game. And then you look up and then you have that that statement post. So with that being said, um, we, I'm going to go take a little quick little break and then I'm going to come back and take my caller. But remember, man, no more excuses. Excuses don't do anything. They never did anything because misery. All right, so think about that, and we're going to talk about some fun stuff when we come back. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, 
visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, so we are back, y'all, and I hope y'all uh, will go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to get the help that you need. Don't let your marriage degrade. Don't let it keep degrading and degrading. If it always, if your marriage is already in a marriage crisis, go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. I looked this morning. I had some appointments for next. I have some free appointments for next week. So jump on in there. So I'm going to bring my caller on right now, and hopefully uh, they are they will have a good question for me so that we can help everybody. So let's do it. Hello? Jerry? Hey. Hey, long-time listener, several-time caller. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I had uh, my divorce proceedings yesterday. Uh-oh. Tell me, is there anything good that came out of it? Yes. God! I'm happy already. Good. All right. We spent five hours in court, and the first thing I did is I said, I had already sent the um, uh, attorney an email statement. I said, we're going to have to substitute the judiciary. She's already biased the case, and that means she can't proceed forward. We have to have a hearing of a hearing. We have to determine if she's been biased in the case or not. Okay. So when I went to confession and adoration on Monday night, I talked to my uh, um, fellow Catholic Alpha friend, Larry, about it. I told him I went to adoration, then I went to confession. And the confessional, the priest said, why don't you say a rosary for justice? So I show up in court and I immediately make it about the law. The judge refuses to come off the case. She denies the motion. She ends up having five hours of the hearing, and the attorney already knows. It has to be held. She was supposed to have a hearing. She's not supposed to make any rulings on the case. And Misty openly admitted that she, um, by the way, do you remember I told you that she was working out? She's lost about 25 of the uh, 40 pounds she gained. Nice. She looked, she looked stunning. And then I wore my uh, military dress blues, and that's the only time she's ever complimented me on my appearance in seven years. <laughs> Good. Her brother was there, and he's the guy that was the best man for the wedding. He didn't say a word, but he looked like a man that was just mischievous in his nature. You could just tell by his demeanor. Um, he, she even had her sister-in-law testify about what I had said that was just a lowball offer, and I now have legal proof 
that it's been submitted into evidence that the attorney suborned my wife to perjury, which means now the attorney can lose his license. And because of that, the judge's hearing yesterday is now I'm putting in a motion to have it stricken from the record because she wasn't supposed to proceed for it. So she did what's called procedure, procedural misconduct, which is completely um, prejudiced against the administration of justice. That's, def- that's a when definite no-no, right? That's a definite no-no. But yep. what I'm doing is I'm doing a motion for state, which puts an immediately stop on her making the hearing because she says, I'm going to go ahead and grant the divorce petition. And we started talking about assets. And at the end of it, I was telling her, I said, I got married for love. And uh, Misty openly admitted on the record she's received three or 400 emails since we've been separated. And every one of them at the bottom, it's, it's signed by me with love. So she's openly saying it and she's looking at me. She can't speak to me because of procedures that have been not followed with um, yeah. the attorney being retaliatory and requesting a restraining order. But the whole purpose of the sister-in-law being on there was to um, validate that there should be a restraining order in place. She can't do it because what I said was just my name, my social security number, and what I want if this goes to divorce. Because I said that that's not a threat. And now the judge is going to have knowledge of it, and she's going to see this case for what it is. She picked on the wrong Catholic guy, and I even told her, I said, I think it's a great thing you do work with the orphan care lines. However, we're here to administer to justice. I said, maybe, did you ever think that the problem might be that we shouldn't be having divorce cases and you should have men like me standing up for justice and standing up for his marriage? And she, she is so not used to it. You could, she kept her composure, but she's not supposed to be on the case jury. And that's the problem. She made a, Mm -hmm. a, a, a judicial error, which is a procedural error, because, and she even said it on record. She says, we've been doing this, Mr. Hendry, for a long time this way. It's not going to change. Well, she doesn't have a choice on the matter now because the attorney's so worried I'm going to have his license. He even agreed with me. He says, well, just put the motion in front of me. And I said, well, if I don't get it ready for the hearing tomorrow, this is Tuesday. I said, I'm going to do it orally on the record and you have to back me on it. Since he didn't back me on it, it puts him in jeopardy as well. So it's just the administration of justice isn't happening because you've got the judge not acting like a Christian woman like she claims to be and offering um, visit, uh, um, offering uh, counseling. I said, okay, you guys back me in the corner. You forced my hand on this. And I said, I want it on the record that my wife sexually assaulted me on the morning of August the 6th, 2015 <laughs> at 6 a.m. in the morning. There you go. Them dates, man. You get them on them dates every time. <laughs> I know, but watch this. My, my wife tries to categorically deny it, but the attorney's so mad, he looks at me and he says, well, how could you practice celibacy? How could you say you practice celibacy when you're saying she just sexually assaulted you? That's not possible. And I'm thinking, obviously he doesn't understand how life works. Right. Because... <laughs> <laughs> groping somebody is not sex. It's sexual assault. Right. I said, I said, if this goes to divorce, you're going to force my hand. I will immediately go and file the petition to have her arrested for uh, sexual assault. I said, you force, you force my hand on this. I said, your honor, the whole reason why I asked for mediation is to keep that confidential. Cause if it was kept confidential, now it's not on the record. 
And you know what infuriates me more than anything? Uh-uh. I said, I was in a hospital, and you've got nine pages of a report that specifically states that my sister was the one that forced me into the hospital. I said, and you allowed Mr. Tibbs to lie to you, and you discounted the fact we were going to have mediation a month ago. I said, this would have all been kept in private. It would have all been presented to the judge buyers, and she would have been able to give you the decision on this. I said, now on top of that, I said, now I'm going to let the cards fall where they may. But um, when the sister-in-law actually um, opened up her mouth, she said that Misty had told her and her daughters that I should have a restraining order against me. So it's all hearsay. So now that opens up defamation of character against the sister-in-law, the two daughters, and the mother-in-law that actually attacked my character to cause all this. So by standing up for justice, I'm basically have, just like you said this morning, you're fighting the devil. Mm-hmm. And Misty just removed me from Facebook on Tuesday night because I kept on pleading with her to remove me from Facebook. So now I'm going into the 21-day no-contact rule. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you Once this. I get, what's so that? Let, me, let me ask you this. So first one is, so they dropped, the, did, you, did, did you get them to drop the restraining order because it's unwarranted? No. No, they haven't dropped the restraining order. Uh, they are just, uh, the guy in there that was the uh, bailiff, which is the deputy sheriff on uh, duty, mm-hmm. he kept on coming over me. He says, let the judge talk. And I looked at the judge and I said, your honor, I said, you know, I serve with the special forces, correct? She goes, yeah. I said, I've been specifically trained not to answer questions directly when I'm being attacked. And when you have a judge that's actually having a hearing that um, it's not supposed to be having a hearing, I, I, I did not answer her questions directly. I said, you see the history of me not answering questions directly. I said, there's a reason why for that. I said, procedurally, you were never supposed to have this case. I said, you were supposed to recuse yourself from the Mouser case, and Judge Webb was supposed to recuse himself from the Hendry case before you could accept it. I said, you guys circumvented the law into your own hands against the administration of justice. That now puts Judge Webb, you, Attorney Tibbs, Attorney Wanzelak, and Attorney Gary Lowen in violation of your professional code of ethics. So now I'm submitting the disciplinary rules that the judge has to submit because she has an obligation. If she doesn't do it, she's going to end up losing her judiciary position. Well, so why hasn't there been a, why hasn't there been, because when you put a restraining order against somebody or a no contact order or whatever, there's supposed to be a hearing to, to determine if that restraining order is validated. And so that, they and never that's, had a hearing. That's all they ha- did. That's supposed. That's supposed to happen within like thirty. I mean, it's supposed. To, that's supposed to happen really quick. I right? know what what it is. They had a motion out, and the attorney put it out, and they signed the order in retaliation for me getting the other attorney kicked off the case because there was a conflict of interest. So this is just the whole legal profession closing ranks against me. Now I've got them all. I've got them all in misconduct. And when I put the paper in, I said, Your Honor, I said. You denied the access to the 10 reasons why my wife's Misty married me. I said, the former judge denied it as well. I want it proffered for the appellate court because I'm taking this to the Supreme Court of the United States of America where there's seven Catholic justices. Her eyes got as big as saucers when I said that. She had no choice. And she says, I'm going to have to proffer the, uh, the letter. Do you have a copy of it? And I said, you've got the copy. I've already submitted. She goes, well, I'm not going to dig through the paperwork. And I said, I'll tell you what. If Misty doesn't care, I'll give the original to her. When I go back to court, I'm going to ask for the original back. And I said, you had your copy. I want the original back now. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's Misty's second claim on that thing. It says, we both believe marriage is a bond until life ends. 
that is going to be the seal and fate of it. So now I, I wrote an email to the attorney this morning. I said, you're going to have to ask Misty to respond. Is a marriage a covenant or a contract? <laughs> I am using the Bible to my advantage. Right. And I feared I might go to jail yesterday, but she says, I don't want him to go to jail. And I said, she goes through a divorce. I'm filing for um, a sexual assault. And I said, that's going to stay with her for the rest of her life. So let's, let me ask you this, and then I'm going to let you go. But but I think you did an awesome job as usual. Um, but I want to ask, because you didn't lose your temper. You were very calm. And I'm hoping that you did go to more of the empathy thing to get your wife to 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 be on your side a little bit to come to you. But the question I have is, man, is there any, since you got everybody in a ruckle or ruckus, is there any way you could ask your wife to her attorney that, listen, I'll, I'll drop all of this and I'll let a lot of this go. If she'll go to 12, uh, 12 months of marriage counseling with me. I already did that. I put it in the email. I said it yesterday on the record, but the, everything that happened yesterday, I'm going to have it stricken from the record because of procedural misconduct. So that means that all the five hours is thrown out now. And now the attorney is looking at subordination of perjury because I actually have physical evidence of it. So, and he actually saw it. And that's what so, I'm saying. Yes, I asked for 12. I asked for 12 weeks of counseling. And all I'm going to do is what you taught me. I'm going to just go to counseling and shut up and just say, I'm just here to support my wife having a, ver- a voice in this relationship. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to consistently do. So no, I, don't, I think you misunderstood my question. I, I know. Yeah. I re- you didn't, and you did. So, so I, I'm asking. I did. I put an email out this morning. I said I'm willing to. Oh, good. Not okay. do any of that if she okay. gives me counseling. Oh, beautiful. If she does okay. counseling. Yeah. So you 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 approached the lawyer to this morning and send an email out to get to put that on the table. Yeah, and since technically I can still write it because I have an email. This is how God works in people's lives. The attorney that submitted for the restraining order said I can contact Misty by email, which is in direct violation of the attorney-client privilege on his behalf. Because he's asking me to circumvent the law against the administration of justice by another person's actions. So now he's going to be facing moral turpitude, which is his dishonesty is going to cost him his license. So remember, I'm squeezing him so hard, he's going to end up either doing the right thing and tell Missy, you better go to counseling or I'm going to lose my life. And so that is like the way, that is the reason why I, I, coach guys the way that you're talking the whole t- forever is that if you wait it out and you put the proper things in order then what'll happen is when you when you when they're getting their butts whooped the attorney might just might go to your wife and say hey why don't we just give the man what he wants and let's just see let's just try to work this out and see where it goes because what you what you what you've really done is you're 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 trying in the big scheme of things you're trying to get their pride out of the way. If your wife would just drop her pride and the and she would see that what she's doing is not really for the best of your family. Um, and if you can get them to do that, man, then you have a, if you can get her to go to marriage counseling, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that you and her will be back. We'll get together. back together. Yeah. Yep. But you gotta get her talking. Agree. You gotta get her talking if, and, and get and get and get Satan out in out of the middle. Get all these all these people out of the middle of your relationship, you know. So No, and, she looked as stunning as she's ever looked, Jerry. Um, since um really about our wedding time. She looked just as good. She was real quiet, she was real reserved. She said some things on the record that were lies. She got caught in the lie, but I, I wrote in the email, I said, My wife has a history of lying since the day we started dating. 
Yeah. I said, but I'm married now, and I knew it going into marriage. She, she was a liar, so I can't claim that I can get a, an annulment. I, right. To make it a little longer for you, just real quick, I told the judge, I said, Your Honor, just because my wife sexually assaulted me doesn't mean I have the right to file for divorce. And she looked at me like, <laughs> this guy's freaking nuts. <laughs> right. All right. Well, hey, man, you have a good day, right. dude. And uh, thanks for calling, man. I love it. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Well. There you go, y'all. Uh, that that man's crazy, man. You got to give it to him. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott's a trip, y'all. But sometimes, you know, knowledge is power. Knowledge, knowledge of something is power. Um, God is power, and when you invoke both of those things, the knowledge of, of your of your wife, and and what Scott's done is is combined the knowledge of the court system, combined the knowledge of God, and the knowledge of marriage dealing with me. He's combined all that stuff together, and he is he is not sitting down taking this sitting down because he knows some you know I know I know if you guys are probably saying well Scott man just let the girl go just. Let her go. No, you can't. Don't let her go. You know why? Because what he's doing is right. His wife is making an emotional decision. She has pride in her way. She hasn't changed. She won't do anything different. And she's going to go out and, 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 and mess around with other men and get married to another man to probably some and then mess his life up. So Scott is just trying to have her hold on to what they realized that she loves him and he loves her. And believe it or not, man, Scott has changed. When he first came to me, he wasn't the, he 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 was crazy. <laughs> He's crazy, man. But he decided that he was going to change and to and and to get his life together and to get and and fight for his marriage. And because he knew, he said he he me say, look, man, I did a lot of things that wasn't cool. And so we worked on that stuff, man. And now, you know, I've kind of created a monster. But hey, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's doing the right thing. He is not. He has decided that this is his fight, that I am not. No more. Am I going to accept this? No fault divorce crap. No more. And you know what? If I had enough money, I would support. I'd, I'd pay him and support him. You know, I mean, as far as monetarily. The reason why is because we need somebody to take the no fault divorce to Supreme Court. You really do. Just like we did the abortion thing. If you can get states to go no-fault divorce or at least put in tougher laws going back to the way it used to be, then you wouldn't have this stuff of people leaving and, and um, you know, filing a divorce and getting divorced in two weeks and 30 days and stuff. You know, you've got to look at what is in the best interest of marriage and the family and God in the country. It's a strong family. That's what's in best interest. And so what you do is you a lot sure you 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 do what the church says you hold to the law of the church the church says you only you can you can only separate from your husband or your wife in case of physical abuse or adultery and even then when if they fix those problems you must reconcile and come back you cannot divorce there's no such thing the letter of the law in the catholic church christ church is there's no such thing as divorce so you can't even get it and if, if we would just start doing the letter of the law morally, 
then a lot of people wouldn't have these problems. They would work it out. They would try to work it out. I, I agree with separation. I really do. If your husband's being a jerk, he won't listen. He doesn't give you attention. I agree that, yes, you should separate from him for a month, six months, a year until he gets it together. But I don't agree you should be divorcing your husband. You chose him. He chose you. Make it work. Stop getting married five and ten times. Three times, four times, two times, 20 times until you keep you on this search of what? What are you searching for? You search to fix yourself. But no, nobody wants to fix themselves. They think the next person is going to make them happy. And they do for all of huh six seconds. And then they go, well, he ain't making me happy, so I'm going to leave him. She ain't making me happy, so I'm going to leave her. When are we going to make a stand? When is somebody going to stand up and make a stand? And that's what Scott's doing. That's why you got to respect the man for it. No matter what you think about him, you got to respect him for that. So, man, I say go for it. And, um, heck, ball dude, if, if, if he goes to the Supreme Court, Scott, man, I'm gonna put it, we're going to start a, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a petition and get some money flowing through here, get some, get some donations. <laughs> so, all right, so what we're going to do. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get back to today's uh to to, to today's uh content. Um and because I want to go through it because this is very important that we understand this. Um and so what you guys man, I did it again. Hmm. Um what we gotta do is understand why it's important that we we do not take our wife for granted. Um, and that's where we are right now. How to save your marriage when your wife has given up. Holy lover gift number 11. And holy lover gift number 11 states, a holy lover never takes his beloved for granted. So yesterday we covered gift number 10 of a holy lover, which states a husband must, must give his wife never-ending appreciation. So if you heard me yesterday, I went deep into that. So today I'm going to go deep into this. Holy lover gifts, man, on the surface, they seem like they're not involved, but they really are. Taking a wife and your marriage and God for granted is a huge thing. Like, you know, there's problems as a husband. And then we decide consciously that we're going to put that on the back burner and worry about that later. We're going to put a bill or house payment or rent payment, the electricity, a car payment, a credit card. We're going to put all that stuff above God in our marriage. And my question that that crazy, illogical way of thinking is this. You've been thinking like that for a hundred years. How has that worked for you? And you know how it's worked for you? Your wife has asked for a separation. She's taking the kids, moved to an apartment, asked for a divorce, and now trying to get an annulment. That's how it's worked for you. You've, we've got to start understanding, man. No longer can we sit back and give excuses about what our job as a man is. Your job is not to pay freaking bills. Your job is to save your marriage with your with, with what you decided you were going to do and to have a great relationship with God who's your creator because you need that grace from him to even make your marriage work. And it really gets in my crawl when I hear guys make excuses every single day, every single day about why they can't bear down Dig in, persevere, and be a man of courage and get their marriage and their family together. That gets under my crawl. You know why? When I was 20, I wouldn't think like that. 
If I'd have known what I know today, I still wouldn't have said, well, I guess I'm going to go pay my house payment because, you know, I, oh, this one guy told me, this one guy told me, man, I can't, I can't do, I can't join your program, man. I got to get my credit right. What? You got to get your credit right. Your credit? Dude, your wife is sleeping with another man and you're trying to get your credit right? If you just think about it, God knows what he's doing. The thing about this, this stuff is, man, here's what's going to happen. Until a husband mans up and be the man he's supposed to be, God will just keep allowing the demons and pain in his life. You know what? Don't work with me. Don't go out and get help from a counselor or a marriage coach or whoever. Don't do it. Keep being weak. And God will just say, well, okay, I'll just take that house from you. I'll just take your car. I'll just take your credit cards. Then you won't have no more excuses. I'll just make your credit a uh, 200. And then you have no excuses for that. So now you got to go save your marriage. You got to go be a good father. You got to come to me as the creator. Oh, don't get me going, man. The, the problem with the way things are in this society today, every Society is designed today to give us an excuse to be weak. It's designed to give us the excuse to be weak. Well, you just go and do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel good. You just go right on ahead and you just keep doing that for a hundred years. And then you stand before Christ and he goes, Hey man, all that doing good, what did you do with your life? What did you do great in your life? What did you do? What did you do with your life that I gave you? What did you do with that beautiful wife I gave you? What did you do with those children I gave you? What did you do with them? Well, Jesus, well, what happened was, you know, I had to go pay my mortgage payment. and I had to go pay my credit card bill. I had to go buy this car and I had to go to work and I had to go whatever. I got I had to go go play golf and I had to go do I had to have fun. So I got to have fun sometimes, Jesus. Come on, man. Do priorities priorities. The first thing when a man comes in my program, the first thing he learns is this, priorities. Priorities is what? God first and how to make that happen. Your wife and marriage second, how to make your wife happy so she wants to come back and be near you. And number three, your kids are third. How to get respect from your kids. That is the, that's what you learn. God first, my wife in marriage second, my kids third, and your dirty butt self is last. That's the problem with us today. We want to put everything above, we want to put ourselves above everything. And that's what the devil society teaches us now. Well, whatever makes you happy, man, go do it. Go do it, man. Go rape that woman. Do that makes you happy. Go be a serial killer. Come on, man. Take birth control pills and kill all their babies that you cut that God sends you. Just do whatever you want. Kill kill a hundred million babies and abort them. That's what you want to do. Yes, just go do that. It makes no logical sense why we allow this and why we do this. That is Satan. That is the demonic running our country. We as men, we have to stand up and start influence our environment in, instead of contributing to the evil in the environment. And the first way you do that is, is you get a relationship with God, you, you get it right with your wife, and you get it right with your kids, and you don't think about your happiness ever again. That's what you do. 
You never think about your happiness ever again. Why? Because it don't mean nothing. In the big scheme of things, your happiness does not mean nothing. And anyway, how can you be a be a be a happy, fulfilled man when God and your wife and your kids are miserable? How? How can I be happy as a husband and a father running around here when my wife is miserable and my kids are unhappy and they ran all over here being disrespectful and getting put in jail and going to boys' school and girls' school and failing in school and stuff? How can I be fulfilled as a man? Well, I'm happy. Hey, that's all that matters. I'm the one that's happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Man, happiness is happiness and feelings are fleeting. Stop. Please, I ask you to stop basing your life on feelings and happiness. It leads to nowhere but hell. It does. That's what that's what Satan did. He looked at himself in the mirror, saw how great he was, and he relished in that stuff. Look what it did for him. What you do when you start feeling like you want to be happy, you look at the crucifix in the Catholic Church, look at the crucifix of Jesus on that cross. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And I guarantee you, if you adopt that mentality, you will never be unhappy. You won't. You will start to be satisfied and fulfilled as a man. And that's what this is about. That's what this is about, man. Okay? Try to understand. I'm being hard on you right now, man, because your way and the society's way is not working. It's not working. Look at our country. We can already get in another war with China. Look at this crap. Look at it. The best, the la- the best thing that's happened in this country in the last 50, 60, or 70 years is one thing. One thing. You know what the best thing to happen is? Donald Trump put a Catholic on the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court overturned abortion. That's the greatest thing that's happened in this country in the last 100 years. It is. It is. We no longer could just kill a baby on demand because that was not being a real man. That is not being masculine. That is not what Christ would have of us. It's not. And you don't have to agree with me, man. You really don't. You don't have to agree with me, but it's true. You know it's true. You know it's true. That that president stood up for something. That's probably the greatest thing you'll ever do in his life. And he did it against everybody, against everybody. And those those justices that voted against abortion too, that they voted to get uh, that they voted to get rid of abortion, that's the greatest thing that they will ever do in their life. And that's the greatest thing they've ever done. And they know it. They know it. And as as a, as a, as a citizen of this country, I'm proud of that. That somebody stood up and did what was right. And that's what I'm trying to get us to understand today is that as a man, you have a lot of responsibilities. You don't have to be an average Joe anymore. You don't. Dude, we got the Internet. We've got um, you can get on the, and you can get on and, and create a, 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 a blog or a, you can create a, a podcast. You can create a voice. And do whatever you want to change this world, to contribute to it. You can, and if you if you're not that kind of person that that you don't think you have a personality like that or whatever, then you can join somebody else's ministry and you can help them. 
Believe it or not, man, you don't just have to sit around and, and not have be unfulfilled in your life. I give you every day, I give you all kind of things and avenues to be great and be looked as a great man. And it doesn't involve money. It involves building a relationship with God, your wife and kids, and your children. Join the ministry, curate the ministry, get, get a voice, join, you know, get in a ministry and, and make a difference. There's so many opportunities in this world today, man. And what do we do? And that way you don't have to take God for granted. You don't want to take your wife for granted. And, and, and I'm telling you, man, it, your life will change. It will change, man. It will change and you will be fulfilled as a man that you've given your life away for something greater than yourself. And, and, and sitting around and just eating hot dogs and watching watching sports, man, and, and going to work, man, and, going, and, and, and all that kind of stuff, man. No longer do we have time for that. Our cut, we're getting ready into World War III. Unless somebody comes to their senses and starts to change their environment. As a husband, as a father, as a man, you can change your environment just by the way you in interact in it. And the first environment that you change is your home. The next environment is where you work, your church, your friends, your parents, that environment. These are all small environments that you as a Christian soldier can get into, man, and make great and make great. People will respond to you, man, if you become a man of courage. They will. They will respond to you. That's how you become somebody that people want to talk to and look up to and be around. Okay? Um, a, a, a husband, if, if our wife hates a lack of appreciation, then taking her and your marriage for granted is the main reason a wife asks for divorce. We must realize that we can never allow problems in our marriage to fester. That's what happens to a lot of us. We, 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 we allow a problem in our marriage to fester. We see it as a problem, but we put it on the back burner. And then what we do is we, um, we forget that, oh, I forgot about my marriage because this problem over here is more important than my marriage. Nothing is more important than your marriage. Get that through your head right now. Nothing is more important than your marriage. Nothing, 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 nothing. We must get in the habit of taking care of problems now, not later. The reason why is never is later never seems to come. You hear me say that a lot. You know, I'm going to take care of that later, and then later never seems to come. Because we, we forget, or we, we, we ignore it, or we avoid it. The main reason men find themselves in marriage crisis is because we can't stop putting our marriage last or on the back burner temporarily. We always keep putting something above our marriage. And before you know it, our marriage is so far gone that when we do finally wake up and try to fight for it, we ain't got the heart for it because it's so many problems. We can't fix it by ourselves. So then what do we do? We go on the Internet looking around for two weeks and three weeks. And then all these people start emailing you and talking to you. You don't know what to do now. And then so you hope you hope that God leads you to somebody that can help you. And, and that's kind of where you are, where you will be, because you're going to try and fix your marriage once, once, you, once you figure out that it's, it's really it's in a bad way. There's always some other problem that we believe has more priority than the problems in our marriage. Again, we always seem to think that our marriage is, man, we look at, we look at our marriage different than we look at everything else, and we can't. Our marriage is not a is not a car. Our marriage is not a house. Our marriage is, is not a, a, a piece of clothes. It's, it's not a truck that needs to be fixed. 
our marriage is a relationship of human of two humans and God trying to work this out. And we can't we can't go into that in that relationship and, and neglect it. And that's what I mean by neglect. OK, nothing is more important than your marriage. The problem in our marriage. So what happens? The problems in our marriage build in intensity and number. So like I just said, that's what happens. The problems build and build and build. And then they become almost insurmountable. So we just stop trying to solve them. We must realize that pride is the main cause of this. I speak to men all the time who just can't stop putting money, their job, their ego, bills, or some other excuse in front of their marriage and their wife. And their wife knows it. They, their wife knows it. Women, once we start not making them a priority, they start falling out of love with us. They, the, the emotional connection starts to go away. And I'm trying to teach you how to not have that happen. Or if it has happened, you got to get some help to get it back because you can't do it by yourself. And if you did get her back, how are you going to keep her from leaving again? And then if you say, screw her, I'm going to get me somebody else. How are you going to keep that wife from leaving? And then the next wife from leaving. And then the next wife from leaving. It never ends, man. It never ends. And if the wife doesn't leave, she's so miserable and the marriage is so mediocre, has no passion or fire, that she kind of wish she did leave. And you wish she'd leave. Okay? It's not, you know, we go into this thing of it's not my problem, it's her problem. When she stops nagging me, I'll do what she asks, right? When she fixes herself, maybe I will consider fixing myself. If I have time, if I feel like she deserves it, then maybe I'll fix myself. A husband's wife is unhappy and she's miserable. She feels unloved and has no trust or respect for him. The kids are miserable and unruly, disrespectful, or don't talk to or avoid him. And he is worried about himself and his feelings and a car pain. You know why? You know why guys put their put their um put their faith in bills and money and house payments and credit card payments and car payments because that stuff's easy to deal with. I just take my money, go pay that bill. Well, that problem's over. But problem my wife. Whoa, now hold on, Jerry. Problem with my wife. Whoa, that takes a little work. Problem with my kids. Oh, that takes a little work, man. I, I don't know if I want to mess with that one. <laughs> oh no, Jerry. That's a hard one. I don't know if I want to mess with them. Them some two, them two big problems. I don't know if I want to got enough patience to deal with them. Right? That's how it is. We try to say we don't feel that way, but we all know we do. We all know we do. It's easy to go take your money and take that money and go pay a bill with it. Well, that problem's over. Well, next problem, that's where we look. That's how we are. Women don't think like that. Women don't think like that if they're not unless they're disordered. Okay. Now, we um, we do our wives, we do our wives just like we do God and Jesus Christ, right? We ignore God for weeks, months, years, even decades. Then, as soon as we get sick, or a catastrophe happens, or a child is sick, or our wife asks for a separation and she asks for space, all of a sudden, oh Jesus, 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 please, please come help me. Please save my marriage, Jesus. Jesus, please, Jesus, please save my job. Oh, Jesus, I got cancer and I got diabetes. Oh, Jesus, please cure me. That is not fair to treat God that way. It's not. It's not fair. God is not a, a tool that we use, just like our wife is not a tool that we use when we only need something. 
you know, I learned a long time ago, do not take God for granted. Do not take my wife for granted. Every day, those two relationships, I try my best not to neglect them because I know as a man what can happen if I do. Okay? Remember, if your wife is not your number one fan, man, you got marriage problems. If your wife is not, not saying how great of a husband you are and father and she's leading the kids towards you and and and, and she's nurturing your home and, and she's trying to make sure everything in your home is peaceful and she's trying to work with you, it, you have marriage problems. You have marriage problems. And they will only get worse. Why? Because we know what we do. We're going to ignore it. We ignore it. And sadly, many of us do our wife the same way. We 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 want her to we we know we only come to her when we need something. But other than that, we don't we don't make her proud number one anymore. We don't date her, we don't court her, we don't make her feel special. She's a partner. She's a partner, right? She's got her job, I've got my job. Well, that's that's a marriage. Everybody does their job, and that's a marriage. No, that's not a marriage, that's a bad marriage. <laughs> we don't talk much. We don't listen when she begs us to hear her pleas for help and attention. Work is always more important. Money is always more important. My happiness is always more important. Please, I ask, no longer put God and your wife on the back burner. Give them top priority in your life as they deserve. You will feel better. You really will. You will. And look at yourself to make sure there's nothing that you could have done better. I ask you all the time. When you and your wife get in an argument or you do something in the relationship that's messed up, what you do with your kids and in your life in general, at your job, you always, always, always look internally at yourself first and ask, what could I have done in that situation to make that better? If it's not lose my temper, if it's to have humility and say, I'm sorry, whatever it is, if it is to say, you know what, you're right, I was wrong about that. If whatever it is, you take action as a man and then you don't you try not to let it happen again. That's what real men do. We don't make excuses and go, well, you know, that's what she she did it. That's what she that's what Adam did in the Garden of Eden. Well, God, well, what really happened was uh see, she ate the apple and, and uh I ate it because of her. She forced me to. Come on, man. Are you serious? Come on. Now, also, too, um, um, give, give them top priority in our lives as they deserve. Give God and our wife top priority in our, in our, in our life. And look at ourselves and, and make sure there's nothing that we could have done better. And if there was, you know what we do? We apologize and take action to make sure it doesn't happen again. This is what a true man does. He takes care of his relationship with God and his wife immediately. He doesn't procrastinate or place them aside as if they can wait for months or years to get the attention they need. Did you hear what I said? Let me say it again because I said it so fast. A real man, a Christian soldier, a true man, authentic man, he does not procrastinate or place his wife and God aside as if they can wait for months or years to get the attention they need. Your wife married you because she, you promised her that you were going to make her the happiest woman in the world. Your wife didn't marry you for your money if she was, if, unless she was disordered. But most women, they, they marry you because they love you. 
They want to build a life with you. They want they want to be made to feel special, like you make like you made her feel when you was trying to get in her pants. That's what they want to feel like every day. And I'm not saying no man, no man, no husband is perfect, but you can try to be. And that's all that God and I are asking the Holy Spirit. That's all we're asking is that you look inside yourself and you make that gift of a woman feel like she that 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 she did not make a mistake when she chose you. Even if you got to act like it, even if you don't feel like doing it, you do it anyway. You know why? Because that's your beloved. If that's what she that's all she's asking. Women aren't really complicated like we think they are. They're really not. Just like men aren't complicated, right? I told her, I told my woman client yesterday. I told her, I said, we simple. We simple. Eat some sex, uh, have a little money, and you know, and 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 hang out with you. I mean, that's we kind of simple. We really aren't that complicated. Women are the same. Women just want you to love them and and and, and make them feel that they're number one, they're special. That's the job you signed up for. It really is. Don't break that promise any longer. That's the promise that you gave her. Are you keeping that promise to your wife? Are you? Now, don't pro procrastinate or place your wife and marriage on the sideline. Don't procrastinate any longer. So right now, real quick, um, I'm going to name off eight men who have let their ego and pride get in the way of saving their marriage. They do everything except man up and take care of business. There's always some excuse for not taking action. I ask you to listen and assess if you fit in any of these eight categories. Because these, if you can assess this properly, then you'll stop taking your wife for granted. You will. You will see, you will look at yourself and go, man, I shouldn't be doing that. And you will make her, you will make her feel special. And if you're in marriage crisis, you've got to learn how to, you know, Get your wife to know and trust you again. And that comes from showing her appreciation and not taking her for granted anymore. That's why she's gone. That's why she's asked for a divorce. Because her husband has taken her relationship and her for granted. Like I'm like she's gonna always be there no matter what I do. We cannot think like that anymore. Okay. Now, so as always, remember. Uh, greatness is never without sacrifice. I explained to you earlier, man, how you're that you don't you don't have to be a mediocre man anymore. There's so many avenues that God has given you to 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 pursue greatness in your life. Contribute to the society. Just don't bitch and whine about it. Actually contribute to it. You'll see that alone would draw your wife to you. She'll want to go with you and be with you and be near you. Your kids, too. My kids, man, they best with me every day. My son, my son Solomon said this morning, so, Dad, you ready for the Catholic Alpha Live podcast? <laughs> he be mess He's messing with me. You know, um, the thing about it is, man, you know, you you want to, you you you, we all grow in this world and we want to give back. And the way you give back, first of all, is to share this podcast to somebody who needs it or who don't need it. Maybe they can share it um, to help back, to give back. I've covered a lot of things today, man, that will help a lot of men and women too understand their husbands. You know, so I'm going to go over this real quick. I'm, tr I'm going to try to go quick. There's eight men. There's eight descriptions. And I'm asking you to look at these and, and see if you are in one of these categories. And if you are, 
to take action to move to fix it. Okay? So, but um, I ask all husbands today, will you allow pride to cost you your marriage or prevent you from repairing your marriage? So, first up, the first first guy we have is Prideful Paul. That's his name. His name is Prideful Paul. A man who won't listen, knows everything, as well as denies the truth, even when the truth presents itself to him factually and faithfully. He's full of selfishness and refuses to sacrifice. Prideful Paul, his ideas and what he believes loom above everything and everyone else, including the father. Prideful Paul believes he's actually greater than he truly is. That's Prideful Paul. Does that describe you? If it doesn't, awesome. If it does, let's go to number two. Number two, no plan Dan. Woohoo! no plan Dan. The man with no plan. Everyone has their own reasons for divorce, but a battle plan is vital to the success of never needing a divorce. Creating a marriage maintenance plan before you have problems is the answer. The key is not to wait until the marriage is failing, is falling apart and falling off a cliff. Again, in order to take productive action, you must devise a blueprint. That, my friends, is no plan, Dan. Do you fit in that category? If you don't, awesome. If you do, move to fix it. Number three, procrastinate Nate. Procrastinate Nate. The man who refuses to assess his situation. These men may accept there's a problem, but they ignore the crisis and procrastinate. Most of the time, these men don't realize their predicament is worse than it actually is. Procrastinate Nate. Procrastinate Nate. If that's you, do you fit in that category? If you don't, awesome. If you do, move to fix it. Number next one, Denial Dennis. Woo, Denial Dennis. The man who denies the problem even exists. These men are the worst. They hide behind their wife or children. Their wife is basically sleeping with another man, and he still denies a problem even exists. She has given him so many clues and hints of her depression or her or her unhappiness, resulting in her taking drastic measure to get him to pull his head out of his butt and still denial Dennis wallows in his weakness. Does this describe you? Are you in this category? If you're not, also, if you are, move to fix it. Next, blaming Bob. Oh, blaming Bob. Blaming Bob, the man who continues to focus on his wife's faults and imperfections. These men are condemned to failure. They refuse to become laser focused on fixing themselves. Blaming Bob, again, continuing to blame his beloved, his children, his work, his mom, his dad, his friend, the government, or God for all his problems. In essence, anyone but himself. Blaming Bob. Do you fit in this category? If you don't, awesome. If you do, move to fix it. Next, soliciting Sam. Woo, soliciting Sam. The man who solicits advice from ignorant or unsuccessful people. Short and simple, you don't take marriage advice in any form from anybody who isn't married or is at present divorced. In most cases, they are failures and they will place their bias about marriage upon you. Remember, 
Misery loves company. Soliciting Sam. Does that describe you? If it doesn't, awesome. If it does, move to fix it. Distracted Mac. Distracted Mac, the man who fails to remove most of or all distractions in order to become laser focused on his beloved. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. These men are, are, are refused to give up or deny themselves current pleasure or desires. For example, friends, television, other women. Distracted Mac, their beloved is screaming for, the, for their soulmate who is, in fact, refuses to hear them. Distracted Matt refuses to hear his beloved scream. Can there exist any more of a coward on this earth? Distracted Mac, do you fit this category? If you don't, awesome. If you do, fix it. And last but not least, Godless Gary. Godless Gary, the man who refuses to enact obedience to God and insert God smack dab in the middle of his holy union. Again, these men are doomed to failure. Godless Gary, the holy sacrament of marriage takes three, brother. These men don't even realize they're miserable. Evil has, evil has engulfed their marriage by proof of constant problems, trials, and tribulations that inflict punishment on their holy union and every single day as long as well as their family. Godless Gary, do you fit in that category? If you don't, awesome. If you do, get it fixed. Do you fit any of these categories, gentlemen? Do you feel a twinge of pain as I read these off? Are you even a little angry at yourself for allowing this to consume you? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, do yourself a favor and take action to get help now. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, we are back. I am so glad that you hung out with me for the day. We covered a tough subject. I know 
It's not fun. And I'll, I know you're saying, Jerry, you messed up my caffeine high again. You did it again, Jerry. You got to stop doing that. I'm going to stop listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but look, look, brother, and hear me, man. Listen, the thing about this is I had nobody. I had nobody when my marriage was failing. Nobody. Because nobody cared. People try to act like they care. They feel sorry for you, like your parents and your siblings and your friends, even the pastors, but they don't know what to do. They don't. And so I had to really dig deep, man, and try to ask God, like, God, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I going to lose another wife? Am I going to lose another wife? I lost one and she's dead. Am I going to lose another one? Is she going to, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do that. So I had to I had to be tough on me. That's why I can see that's why you gotta respect me a little bit because I've been where you don't want to go. And I am trying to help you not be there because you don't want to be there, dude. You do not. And if you are, I'm I'm gonna help I, I can help you get out of it. A lot of any of these out there don't think like I think about marriage and relationships and about God. They don't. There are a lot of Catholics that say, I bet they say, how can he talk about sex like that? How can he talk about his about marriage like that? Dude, I'm trying to, the reason I do, because people, men want to know the down and dirty about stuff. Men are tired. Men are tired of getting told fluff. Men are tired of getting lied to. And told him, mercy, 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 God loves you. Mercy, 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 God loves you. God loves you. Just, just mercy, mercy, mercy. Just mercy, mercy, mercy. Man, they're tired of that stuff. Of course, God is going to help us, but we got to be taught. We've got to put a lot of action into work. And then God, the really people don't really realize the action you take requires grace from God. That's his mercy of giving you the grace to even stand up to take action to even listen to this podcast, to even help your marriage. But we're not taught that stuff. That's why I don't come at you like EWTN or another Christian uh, radio station or another Christian show or, or Catholic show. You know why? Because people, listen, man, I'm in hell right now, dude. I done lost my wife, man. My kids can't stand me, man. And you talking about love and mercy? Dude, tell me some action steps to get out of this crap. <laughs> that's what I need. And that's what I'm here for. That's why I'm here. Because I want you to understand, man, that even though no matter how bad your situation is, that I and the Holy Spirit, this podcast, the Catholic Alpha Marriage Program, we are here to help you at whatever, whatever level that you want. Why? Because I've been there and I know how tough it is. And I know that you're in hell right now. And a lot of people can't understand what you're going through until they've been through it. This is one thing, you know, it's like trying to explain sex. I know I always say that, but it's, it's still funny to me. It's like if you're trying to explain to somebody how good sex feels and they ain't never had sex, it's impossible, right? It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. And then they they have then they have sex. They go, oh wow, man, I understand now. That's right, dude. That's what I was trying to tell you. That's what I was trying to tell you, man. <laughs> so look, man, we gotta laugh a little bit. We gotta laugh a little bit too, man. But look, I'm glad y'all hung out. What we're gonna do 
is really, I just want you to know that, man, I understand. I understand that this podcast is a niche niche. A lot of people, if they are having marriage problems, they don't want to know about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to be into it. That's why your priest and your pastor can't help you. Go try to get marriage help at your church. See how far you get. Well, uh, Johnny and Maria, y'all, y'all stop messing around. Y'all get along now. You know, go do some praying. You know, get communicate better. You know, now they'll listen to your problems, but they really can't help you. They really can't. This is why marriage coaches are so valuable because we give you a step by step by step by step. And you look up and, oh, God, it takes a while. But, man, my wife is actually coming. She's actually uh, we're actually communicating. We're actually not arguing. We're actually kind of don't mind being around each other a little bit. Oh, man, this is all right. This is good. What else you got for me, marriage coach? You know? That's how you got to look at it, you know. So anyway, I'm going to get off of it, man, because, you know, today was it was hard for me because this one thing I had to fight through is to learn how to take God in my marriage for granted. It's, it was hard. But like I said, nobody was there for me. I had to figure this crap on my own. I really did. And I don't want you to have to go through that, that pain if you can help it. All right. So as we end today, as we always do. We end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.